Well, good morning. It's good to see y'all. I got a call this morning about 6.30 that Marion was sick, and uh, was I available? And I said, sure, I'll come down there and do that. Uh, so I, uh, I don't like, I've, I've been a minister for over 40 years, but I found that uh, preaching old sermons, um, I start, and, and I've done it a few times, and I don't know why I keep doing it, but I've done it a few times, and I get about a third of the way into it, and I go, gosh, this is bad. <laughs> um, because I think that God speaks to us in the here and now, and something I prepared for a different group at a different time is different than this group in this time. So thankfully, I looked at the scripture passages and I had time to kind of work on something. It's not as uh, complete maybe as I'd like it to be, but, um, and so then you're always, as a minister too, looking for some sort of confirmation. And this last song fits really well with what I was talking about. So in my head, I was saying, oh, good, I did the right thing. Um, and so, and it also made me think, uh, and I was just looking it up, uh, Thomas Merton uh, was a writer, monk, uh, and he, he writes, I have this posted in my office, uh, he writes this great prayer that I think uh, talks about uh, what I'd want to go into today. And it says, my Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. Um, I think at the beginning of the year, that, that's probably a good prayer. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I'm following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And I hope that I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing of it. Therefore, I trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. So um, the scripture passage is uh, for today. And, and I think probably in some of your devotions and things, uh, a lot of times at the first of the year, uh, kind of talk about call, uh, the call stories in the Old and New Testament, uh, and about following God. And so I want to kind of dive into that today. Uh, wherever you are in your relationship with God, there's always kind of the next step. And there's always in that next step this tension of, yeah, no, maybe, should I, I don't know, what's the right way to go? Um, and so I, I lift up that prayer as, I think, just the desire to be moving, uh, growing, learning, uh, thinking uh, does, in fact, please God. And I think it, it gets us uh, kind of going in the right direction. So our scripture this morning is from John chapter 1, 43 to 51. Uh, and it does. It talks about uh, the call that uh, Jesus has on some of the disciples and how they're following him. There we go. So John chapter 1, starting verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. 
And Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. And when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God and you are the king of Israel. And Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. Then he added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. May God add his blessing to our reading and hearing and understanding his word. So following uh, that, that what, what Jesus meant when he said to the disciples he was calling, follow me, might be different than uh, when uh, we say to somebody today, follow me. Uh, if you go back into Genesis, the 12th chapter, God tells Abraham uh, to follow him. They go to a whole new land, packs up everything he has, and, and goes to a land that God's going to reveal to him at some point in the future. Uh, it's a huge act of faith for Abraham to just go uh, without knowing where he was going. But when, when uh, you hear, follow me, I, I wonder what uh, goes through your, your mind. We're uh, so accustomed today on social media of saying to people, hey, follow me, or are you following somebody? So when you follow somebody on one of the social media platforms, are we just looking? Are we just uh, kind of gazing? Uh, are we really following? What, what exactly when we say we're following somebody uh, does, does that mean or does that bring to mind? Following can be some sort of a journey, right? I'm going to follow you to, I don't know, the restaurant after church or, or somewhere. Follow could be my philosophy. Uh, do you follow, uh, so on social media or, or someplace you may follow a speaker, thinker, writer, and so you're following. I, I know that over my lifetime, there are a few writers that I've read a lot of, so that could be kind of considered following them, uh, trying to follow their thought pattern, what they're thinking, how they arrive at that conclusion. Is that conclusion valid or not? Does it resonate with me or, or, or not? And when somebody says, well, I don't believe that, but I believe this, you know, trying to, to weigh that. A follow could be... Uh, an apprentice following somebody's footsteps where you study, watch what they do, and then you try to do something uh, similar. Uh, follow could be uh, tracking somebody. Like, or if you're a hunter or something like that, you, you follow uh, the scent, you follow footprints, you follow uh, something. Uh, follow could be stalking, which wouldn't be a lot of fun. Um, Follow could be to investigate. Uh, follow could, could probably be a lot more things. Um, you know, one of the things that, that comes to mind is the whole uh, 
when we talk in religious terms of, of Jesus, the whole WWJD, what would Jesus do? Uh, and I think we've talked about that uh, in here before. I'm, I'm not so sure that that's what I want to do. Uh, what would Jesus do? I think that's a valid question to ask. Um, but I think the, for me, the, the better way to think about that is what would Jesus do? But then to add on to that, okay, maybe that's what Jesus would do. But what does Jesus want me to do? Because I'm not Jesus. Um, and I think in terms of our scripture passage today, he's asking the disciples to follow him. But they're not expected to do everything that he's doing, nor are they expected to be the son of God. That's a pretty high bar when we say, what would Jesus do? And so I'm going to do everything like the son of God would do. That's a, that's a, <laughs> a really high bar to try to measure yourself. What, what I think that often does is kind of lead us going, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty creepy. I don't, I don't meet that. I, you know, I failed again. Gosh. I, and I just don't think that, again, for me, th that's what I'm supposed to go to. I think I'm supposed to understand, okay, Jesus did this, but then, so how does that, and I think that's what following really is more about. Okay, this is what Jesus would do uh, if you're an apprentice, if you're following somebody. Okay, this is how they did it. What is it that I'm called to do? What are my gifts, abilities, talents, interests? And so what is God doing uh, in my life? And I think that as we consider the beginning of this year, 2024, where are we going to be at the end of the year? Um, what, is there an area of your life? Is there something? Is there a step? Is there something you've been thinking, gosh, I need to do uh, more in this direction. I need to take on that. I need to, you know, kind of look into this. Uh, what, it, what does that step look like, and how could your relationship with Jesus inform that and impact that? But then what is it out of all of that that God's calling you to do? Um, and it may, may be similar to what Jesus did, but it also uh, may be a little different. So uh, to follow Part of that is observing, and so uh, I love that we have AYL coming up, and I love that this church has such a strong tradition in youth ministry. I mean, my gosh, there's not a lot of places you can go to that have a Dodd. Uh, and so when you consider the cost of that and the investment this church has made in youth ministry— Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. And, but the, the, the more intriguing thing to me is, uh, as Emily was talking about, uh, we're going to put kids in age and gender appropriate groups, and then we're going to put two college students with them. In many cases, those college students grew up in the church here, have been to AYL themselves, and had their life impacted uh, in tremendous ways at AYL. And now, as a parent, I have four kids that are, are grown. Uh, they're, they're mostly sane and okay. And, um, and, and some of you are raising kids. And it's a lot for mom and dad to say something, 
But it's a whole different thing when a cool college student that's investing a weekend with you says, hey, what about this? Or, hey, what about that? I bet in your life, as, as you've lived and as you've made decisions, there have been people that impacted your life in powerful ways that maybe said exactly the same things your parents said or your teachers said, but they said it in a different way, in a different language, and with a different face than those authority figures, and you heard it. And it was a reaffirmation of stuff you heard, but you heard it in a different way. And so I think that following is kind of like that, putting ourselves in a situation, in a place uh, where God has a chance to speak to us and guide us. So, uh, so we observe a lot of what will happen at AYL is kids observing their surroundings, other kids, parents, adults, speakers, uh, to see what's going on and what's being said uh, and kind of evaluate that. Following can also mean to copy. Uh, What's the old adage? Um, some people think their way into new ways of acting, and some people act their way into new ways of thinking. And so it kind of depends on how you learn. And so uh, we, we practice, right? Uh, we try on something. Um, we, we have a new thought, a new idea. So we step out in that a little bit, and it gets affirmed or it feels right. And so we take more steps, or it doesn't work so well. So we back up and reevaluate it. So to follow can also be to build on, to apprehend uh, and, and grab uh, something. Uh, and so... In this new year, as we're kind of at the beginning trying to figure out, okay, what, what, what do we want to see at the end of the year? What kind of growth? What, what kind of areas uh, do I want to focus on uh, in my life? And how will I get there? And so depending on the area of what you want to do, there are different guides and different people that can help you, different resources that are out there to look at, to study, to follow, to read, examine, listen to. Um, I remembered this morning that uh, C.S. Lewis uh, starts out as an atheist, um, and uh, he's just having a hard trouble, very intelligent, obviously, uh, trying to figure out God and the universe and our place and humanity and some of the stuff that he sees, and C.S. Lewis is, is writing, living right in the middle, right at the uh, post-World War I and right through all of the middle of World War II. And so just looking at the, uh, the things that are going on, it, it, it's kind of hard at times to believe uh, in God. Um, but he in, investigates it um, and finds questions that he can't answer any other way. And it's after this thorough investigation that C.S. Lewis uh, comes to a place of faith. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Lee Strobel, and he wrote a book years ago called The Case for Christ. Um, both of these, uh, Mere Christianity kind of tells this story of C.S. Lewis um, and, um, and his struggle with some of these questions of faith. It's a, it's a great, maybe a great book to read 
uh, in this new year, Lee Strobel, The Case for Christ. It's a little old, uh, but still a good study in how he went and what he looked at to help define his faith. Lee Strobel was a uh, the legal editor of the Chicago Tribune, uh, and um, he was a journalist uh, sort of trying to figure out um, where uh, Christianity fits in the world. He, w- he really set out to disprove it. Uh, so did C.S. Lewis a little bit. Um, and, and, and in the process of research, kind of uh, went the other way. I love the, the song the last song the band played, um, there was a, a part in there, I think it said, everlasting, your light shines when all else fails. Um, when all else fades. And so, um, When I, th- when I think of following, um, I think that, especially as I've gotten older, I, th- I think that, that, how do I say this? I think I've got a better appreciation for the gifts that I have and who I am and who God created me to be. Um, I think at an earlier age, I was always trying to be somebody else um, and, and jealous of folks who, oh gosh, they do that so well and they do that so well and I wish I was that or I wish I was that. Um, but, and so I think that, that as I've grown, following means more to me now that it's a process of discovering more of the gifts I have, who God's created me to be, the passions that I have that God wants to use. God created me the way that he created me. The thought processes, the things, uh, birth order, first, second, third child, you're just different, right brain, left brain, uh, the, the things that motivate you, push you, guide you, lead you, uh, uh, the, the talents and abilities you have, the places that you want to dig in. And I think God wants to use all of that, not to take all, kind of tease you with all of that and then take it away and say, no, you have to be this thing that you don't want to be. I think that he wants to take us with the gifts, passions, abilities we have and help us to see those are valuable to God, that he loves us, that he's created us. And this path that we're on, we, we may not see very clearly, but the desire to follow God, the desire to respond to the, the invitation that Jesus gives to the disciples to follow me. Uh, is, is, is a corporate thing, but also a singular thing. It's a corporate thing in that we do this together, we work together, we affirm each other, we recognize abilities and talents and, and gifts and, and try to help use those. Uh, but it's also individual in that, okay, I see, I see what you're doing, I understand that, but I feel like God is leading me this way. I think this is more important right now uh, than, than that. And so you do that and let me do this. And so I I think, again, as we start the new year, a lot of the devotions and uh, scripture passages deal with our following, our calling, who we're going to be, who we are, where we're going, and what kind of the next steps are. 
And so I pray, I hope that as we navigate our way through 2024, uh, that we'll listen, that we'll be open, but that we'll also believe, have confidence that, that God knows us, sees us, hears us, and is guiding, leading us, and asking us to follow him in a path that's designed for who we are, in connection with each other, but designed to utilize the gifts, talents, abilities, passions, interests that he's already built in to who we are. Let us pray. God, I thank you for who you've created me to be. And I, I recognize I couldn't always say that. Um, spent a lot of time thinking, gosh, I, I need to be somebody else. I need to be different. Why do I think that? Why do I feel that? Why do I want that? But God, you've, you've created us individually. And all of us know of some of the challenges of that. We, uh, we have things that we dislike, things that we struggle with, things that we wish... Uh, we're different, but we also have things that are unique and, and worth celebrating. And I thank you for folks in, in my life that have been able to help me to see those things worth celebrating. Um, and I pray, God, that, that we could do more of that, see abilities, talents in folks, and help them celebrate. Uh, sometimes we wonder about stuff till somebody points it out and, and says, wow, that's cool that you did that, that you said that, that you thought that, that you drew that, that you created that. We all need affirmation. And I thank you, God, that you do uh, that affirming in calling us, asking us to follow you. you. You take the initiative to reach out to us even when we don't feel like um, maybe you're listening or paying attention or even notice us, but you do. And so, God, as we go through this year, guide us, lead us, help us to discover you more, help us to be more comfortable in our own skin, who you've created us to be, and help us to find ways to, to notice that in each other and lift that out. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.